You are her entertainment for the night. Don't let her down. She's there. She got ready. She shaved her legs. She shaved her parts, probably. She went between two dresses. She texted her friend. She canceled a call with her mom. She canceled on another dude, probably. Don't let her down. She's doing this all for you, so you have to be fun and excited. All women are feminists at first, even the ones that say they are not. Frame fixes this. With boys being more conservative and girls being more liberal. It isn't that they're broken or something's wrong with them. That's how their biology is expressed in the modern world. You know, we just put a name to it. There are good women. You just most likely will have to settle on looks, weight, debt, and ethnicity if you're willing to deal with it. All right, what do you mean? I never blamed anyone but myself for my problems, right? And a lot of guys can't do that. So a lot of times they're proxies. They, they think if they support the men that kind of make an example out of women on these shows, they are changing the landscape. That's not the truth. You know, like every man has to change their own landscape and their own life and make themselves a point of origin. They can't just wait for someone else to solve their problems. And I hate to be the dude that tries to break up the manosphere or, you know, pick at each other because everyone's fighting in this shit, right? Like even uh, Andrew mm -hmm. Tate, who used the manosphere to freaking you know, level up and now he's going to different brands and he's doing all those different things. It is fascinating to me, mm -hmm. this world, the dudes that get on here and talk about these different things, because obviously there's something ticking different in our brains to, you know, what's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. That used to be the, the rule about of Fight Club. A lot of guys think they want to complete package women because they don't want to do the work of setting the frame and the tone in their relationship. Uh, here we go. Back in bold... Oh, man, another beautiful day in Brazil. It's at night, though. I thought we were going to be recording a little earlier, but uh, Mr. Nuke, Mr. Red Pill, are you playing uh, frame games on me and, and pushing back the time for our, our Zoom meeting or what? Oh, man, I'm not that good, man. Uh, I just had uh, stuff to do at work. Uh, I'm in the engineering life, so um, I have to stay and take care of some business. But, uh, yeah, please excuse me. Um, and I'm glad to be here. So, yeah. No, I appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, I, I've been back on the Twitter like the last three months. I used to never play around with that thing because like you, I was on there when I was uh, young, 2014, 2013. It was like the wild, wild west. You know, it was the craziest thing in the world. And then I heard the last like five years, it was super woke and, uh, you know, crazy and people getting banned. And then Elon came and I'm like, damn. Maybe I should get back on this thing. And actually, I've met mm -hmm. a ton of cool people. It's a good little space, but you get in bubbles too quick. And I've noticed that. That's pretty probably why I came yeah. across some of your content, which is very good. You have a very engineer type brain, the way you think. And But mm -hmm. uh, tell me what you like about this Twitter. I think it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is awesome because um, it forces you to write just a little bit. You don't, you can't, I mean, you can write a lot, but then people won't read you. You know, you have to be concise and, and you need to write with me what you say in as little words as you can, you know. Um, so that's good. And also, it's um, you can uh, really connect with like high level people really fast. You know, your ideas get out to faster. You know, you'll post on Facebook all day. No one will care. You'll post on Instagram, um, stuff like that. But if you post on uh, Twitter, you, there's a higher chance of you catching the eye of someone famous or a celebrity or someone that you like or want to connect with. So. That's what that's how this all started. You know, I went from me being, you know, I, I had like two years ago, I had like 100, 200 followers. And now I have almost 8000. So it's like, you know, and I've caught the eye of like really big names and across the Twitter space, YouTube, all that stuff. So, you know, it's like it's really helped me a lot. So I think it's great. 
Yeah, but how much of that is uh, real, though? Because I've noticed a lot of people are bullshit artists, especially on Twitter. I think all social media is about projection, of course. But, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, right. there's so many dudes talking about things that I know firsthand are total horseshit. And people eat it up and they like it and they, they repost it. And um, I, I've met some good connections and some have checked out in real life. But for the mm -hmm. most part, man, a lot of these dudes, uh, they're playing a game. Yeah, so the, you just... You gotta vet dudes the way the same way you vet women. You know, you gotta like ask for the IG and be like, oh, is this guy really what he says he's about? Um, I've I've already met some really good Twitter guys here in Dallas, and um, I I don't regret it. These guys are really quality people. Um, but you know, just like any anyone else, you know, you want to. I usually get their Instagram. Usually watch their behavior online a little bit. You know, um, see what they're about, how they tweet, and all that stuff, and then um. Yeah, sometimes just looking at a person's face online, you can tell a lot about them. You know, if if they are public, if they're you know showing their face. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta be careful. Just like a chick, you know, you 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 step, you proceed with caution when you meet people online, and especially when you interact with them too, because there's a lot of weirdos online. I realized that too in the last couple of months. A lot of weirdos. I'm curious then. So what do you think about me? Because obviously my Twitter thing is very minimal. I have barely anybody following it. And I just started getting on there and tweeting shit and, and, and yeah. trying to give value. So what do you think of my stuff? Um, so you seem like a legitimate brand, right? And you also seem very, um, you know, like it's because like when you're running a, a podcast like yours, it's like a, it's almost like a business, right? So it takes a little bit of acumen. It takes a little bit of skill. It, it takes someone that's just not like, random and, and erratic you know you need to be more focused on this you need to know which because you don't get to a certain place without it you know on an accident so it's good when people have um things like this because it shows like some kind of like uh focus and some kind of conviction and what you believe in you know so yeah i i i like that even though you weren't big on twitter I, for me it was just like you were just starting out on twitter you just didn't care for it so but like i think you're more on ig so yeah yeah, I'll tell you what, too, especially with the podcast game, for one, it's amazing. I met so many good people from it, learned so much. I still treat it mm -hmm. as like a hobby, as a journal. You know, I, mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of intrinsic value and uh, mm -hmm. also some monetiz monetization through consultation, whatnot. But uh, mm -hmm. the crazy thing about podcasting is there's a stat. It's like 80 to 85 percent of podcasts don't go past seven episodes. Right. And it's this huge bell curve. Right. Where, you know, if you have the Rogans, you have the caller daddy on the 0.001%. And then you mm -hmm. have, you know, everyone else way over here. So if you just keep pushing, mm -hmm. you'll automatically be somewhat in the top percentage, right? Like my stuff. Right. You know, I have some loyal listeners. I have some good stuff. And according to listener notes, it's top 3% in the world, right? I assume English helps with that. And, and you know, I got good people on, good content. But uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's fascinating. This whole podcast game. I mean, shit, look at Rogan. He's 2,000 episodes in, right? It's a long mm -hmm. journey, and uh, the people yeah. just uh, throw it in the trash right away, especially these famous people, too. They get a podcast, and all of a sudden, they're done in 20 episodes. That happened with uh, Meghan uh, Markle with her little Spotify deal. Still got paid millions. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, I, what I, from what I've heard, it's consistency and just keep going and have some interesting people on and um, know, what, know, your, know your, um, your followers and your watchers. Just know what they want. And honestly... It's in the beginning, it was like really slow, but I'm about to get monetized, I think, today on my YouTube. So, you know, and I and also it's just like it's it's just really interesting that I get to talk. My favorite part is I get to talk to interesting people. 
that's my favorite part. Um, I, I talk to people that like, um, you know, um, both men and women and get to have conversations, you know, and it makes me feel like, um, anything's possible, you know, like I can talk to anybody, you know, and, that, and that's a pretty cool thing when you have a podcast, like you can have anyone on or someone invite you on, you can have a conversation, different background, country, race, religion, whatever and you talk. And it's just like, wow, this is like what life's about, you know, making connections and talking to people. So I think that's my favorite part of this, of this whole stuff. All right, okay. So obviously through your tweets, and I think I saw something about engineer in your bio, you can tell you're a very analytical type of person. Like when right, we're talking yeah. right now, you're not very charismatic, right? And you kind of remind me of uh, some people in this little space, which I think you kind of blew up in with the, the woman, the red pill. I mean, it's huge now, yeah. fresh and fit that they blew it up. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious because why did you get interested in this world? Because to me, I mean, you sound kind of like a, you were a nerdy guy growing up type of idea. Is that true or no? Yeah, I was, I didn't have really good social skills growing up, but I was always um, artistic. You know, like if you see behind me, I, I play music. I like to draw. I was very artistic as a kid. So I had two sides of the coin. Like I was really analytical and stuff, but I also, um, I was very artistic. I knew how to play with people's emotions. Um, I knew how to kind of like get people to feel like what I was feeling through my music and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, well, how do I combine these both of these personality sides of my personality to talk to women and also to sell my thoughts and sell people on what I think and right and it, and, I, and it sounds like manipulation, but a lot of times it's just people want to be entertained and people want an interesting, charismatic person to talk to, right? So um, I've been I've been reading this red pill stuff since 2013. Um, so I've been reading on it, but it wasn't public then. It was all like just forums, guys just trying to figure out solutions to their problems with women, whether it be marriage, whether it be girls, whether it be, you know, multiple girls, whatever, right? Hold and on, I was very fat. Well, where, where were you reading it? Where? Uh, um, I was on Return of Kings and the Roosh V forum. I don't know if you remember Roosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Back before he converted. Super, yeah, yeah, you went super orthodox. Same with Bold and Determined. A lot of the do. This is really normal. For dudes right. that go yeah. down the, the dark rabbit hole and then they yeah. come out with the, the Jesus thing. And yeah, I can see it. You know, I, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it later, but keep going. Yeah, I remember Roosh's email when he said he's done. Like he had I was on his newsletter. Um, and one of the catalysts, like people don't talk about, is that his sister died. Um, his little sister died, and that really messed with his messed with his head. And he kind of just said, you know what, I can't do emotionally, I'm done. I'm I'm checked out. So because I think that was his last positive female influence in his life. So I guess that kind of like un- unlinked them from the game of talking to women all over Eastern Europe and Europe and all that stuff. So that was my opinion on that. But as, as the years went by, I joined the military, um, joined the Navy, kind of saw like how women were, like the worst parts of women, the best parts of women. And I kind of, everything that I read was kind of like coming true in front of me, right? So um in the military, I didn't date too much, but I kind of, you know, I, I, I went on a couple of dates. I met some good women, but like due to my deployment schedule and all that stuff and my lifestyle, I couldn't really date for the long term. So once I got out, I moved to Texas, moved to Dallas, um, and I really started hitting the ground. You know, I got a nice apartment in a nice area, got my logistics on point. I fixed my my dating profile. I, you know, I applied all the stuff i i wouldn't say p i'm pua because i don't really what i do is like i know what not to say to women which 
you know, most guys don't even know that, right? And you know, it worked. And you know, I got so much experience so fast. And and the thing is, a lot of the problem with the red pill DAO is it's all an analyzing and it's all no action. You know, it's just like guys will love to watch hours and hours of this stuff, but then they're still afraid to talk to a girl, or they're still afraid to close, or still afraid to tell a girl come back to my place. And that's you know, that's what I say. Like, hey, you need to stop consuming so much of this stuff and take action because men we're about action that's what we do and and once you start taking action you're going to realize i already knew everything i need to know like years ago i just needed to take the take the leap yeah and that's where i'm at well, now well it's easy it's a cop out oh i'm just gonna watch all this and I, i'm acting like i'm learning but i never go get my ego burnt in the street you know what i mean like right, exa that's typical exactly. with, with, with everything right but here's the issue and this is why i think we have a fresh and fit that is so popular and I give them a lot of credit. They, they brought uh, the conversation for sure to the mainstream, but let's not act like they're saints, right? Let's not act like no. what they're showing out there and, and, and the, the polarization that gets them views is, is good for society as a whole. Right. But uh, mm -hmm. that, that's the problem with this stuff. Like if you just consume all this um, what's their words they like to use uh, the, Praxology, Rolo calls mm -hmm. it, but, um, yep. you know, human nature, uh, sexual dynamics, uh, the evolution of desire, David Buss, if you just consume all this shit, like you're going to get fucking angry because you were told, you know, as a little boy, no, you know, the Disney and the fairy tale and just be a good man and everything's going to happen. Well, guess what? Like reality is not the nicest in the world, especially mm -hmm. with the phone and the social media now and all these different things. So these dudes, they go into the cognitive dissonance. They're like, what the fuck? And their beliefs are shattered around them. So they latch on to these figures who are a lot of them are grifters in this red pill mm -hmm. community. And they see money. They see targets. And how, how do you uh, like a therapist? What does a right. therapist want to do? They want to keep you for years. No. If they just have one session with you and tell you to shut up and, you know, go meditate and work out. What do you think is going to they're not going to get paid for the next five yeah. years. And I think that's a lot of the, the red red pill people. And it's it's scary. Yeah. There's a lot of good people out there. I've learned a lot from them, but uh, they need to preach action more, 100. percent Yeah, it's um, you don't like you don't need to watch all of it. You don't need to read the books. You know, unless you're interested, like generally interested in this stuff, and it fascinates you. But um, only if it's nuclear stuff, right? Only if it's yeah. yeah you watch that. Man. I mean, my, most of, like a lot of my stuff is centered around taking action and about like mental health. Like, hey, man, like um, and and just like getting over yourself, over your ego, go get burned. You're like you're not that special dude like you know if one girl says no there's somewhere 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 else another girl will say yes and it's a numbers game and as you go through life and you get more status and you get you know more money and you get more experience girls will become easier but not in the way you think you know they're not gonna like drop their panties when they see you but every time they mess with you or they try to get under your skin you're gonna be like yeah i already seen this before whatever and then you know it'll be like less stressful right you still have to do the work and reading and consuming red pill content is not going to take you, you know, is not going to make you better with women, right? What it's going to do is going to make you understand, but you need to take your, your, your balls and go talk to women and get, you know, get the experience, right? Because you don't need to do this stuff. You don't need to watch this stuff forever. Even my stuff, you know, you need to move on and you need to, to live your life you know the red pill isn't a lifestyle it isn't um a group you know it isn't a, an ideology it's simply a toolbox you get what 
what you need. You take it and you and you move on with your life to go do something else, right? It's not something that you are identified with, right? It's just a toolbox. It's that's it. Hundred percent, because uh, as many people know, you know, when you get your little uh, princess and you have your girlfriend, and some dudes that are listening think, "Oh my God, if I just had a girlfriend, my life is happy, and that's all I ever needed." Mm -hmm. Or if you're the little playboy and you've done all your sexual fantasies, you realize down the road there's more to life, right? I think women exactly. are beautiful, amazing. I think uh, I like to say they're the spice of life. Like I love being on the beach with the bottle of vino you know, in a tropical paradise, I could be there alone. That'd be great. But if I have a beautiful woman next to me, oh my God, Why it makes not? it better, yeah. right? Yeah, They're yeah, amplifiers, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they push you to be a better person, a better man, for sure. They push you not to be a bitch, to stay on your mission. They do so many amazing things, but they are not the end-all, be-all, right? They're, they're, for a man, especially, you need to have some sort of bigger, higher purpose. I know this is mm -hmm. cliche and, you know, they say, oh, get your mission and, and so forth, but it's true. And I think a lot of dudes, they they view this stuff or they think, you know, if I just get my nuts off and if I just have a girlfriend, I'll be happy and everything will be hakuna matata. Mm -hmm. No, it's not true. But you need to experience it and you need to have it in your life. Because if you don't have it in your life, the famous uh, saying is you can't live with them and you can't live without them. That is one, yeah, right? They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be everywhere. Yeah. And and the thing is, too, like that's a female of, that's a female of thinking, like um, thinking that um, – marriage is the end goal and it's going to make you happy. I'm like, as a man, marriage, you know what marriage is? It's just an eventuality. It's just another stage of your life. Obviously, um, being with a girl, whether it be marriage or a long-term girlfriend, whatever is, is good. It's, it's a positive experience if you know what you're doing, but it isn't the, the life goal, you know? And a lot of guys think that, so at least subconsciously think that once I get married, all my problems will be solved. I'm like, no, dude, it's just another stage of your life, you know? So, you will always have problems. You will always have goals. You will always have other things. Your girl is not the center of your life, no matter how much you want her to be. And she doesn't want to be the center of her, of your life either. You know, she wants to be along for the ride. And that's what women always were. They were just along for the ride. Okay. Um, and not just the, the point about, you know, having a girlfriend and being happy, but a lot of different things. A lot of people Never get to experience their quote unquote dream life, right? I've been lucky. Mm -hmm. I have. And I've also heard and talked to other people who have reached the, the pinnacle that they, you know, wanted to aspire to. And you're like, okay, what's happening? What, what's next? You know, they say the journey is uh, what's uh, what matters, the cliche quotes and the destination. Uh, it'll never be enough. But it, it's true. And I think this is why. You know, a lot of dudes do go down the route of, you know, give your life to Jesus, give your life to God, you know, Islam, whatnot, or be a monk and go live in a, in a cave and be enlightened. Because I think that is the human experience. No doubt that satisfaction happens, you know, it doesn't happen when you get something. It happens like every moment of the day if you can tap into it. You know, I'm big into meditation. I'm big into, you know, being in the present moment and, and trying to find the happiness that way. But it goes into your topic with these dudes about you know, finding their, their, their woman and everything is going to be, be happy, but it's deeper than that, man. It's way deeper. And that's why I'm starting to think it's probably good that no one gets to feel what that's like. Cause I think you work your whole life for that, right? You know, 30, mm -hmm. 40 years, this is all you envision. When I get that, I'll finally be happy and you get it. You're fucked. Right. Yeah. And if you're not, you're going to be very empty and that's not no way to live life. You know, there's more to life than that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's, more than life, I got this little Twitter thread. So this is how you got uh, Twitter famous, Mr. Nuclear, right? So we're going to go through it. We're going to comment yeah. on it. And uh, 
Let's see if any of your thoughts have changed since you, you posted it. So after dating aggressively okay. for two years in a major American city, Dallas, Texas, here are the objective lessons I learned. And I'll keep adding as I remember. There are a good woman. You just most likely will have to settle on looks, weight, debt, and ethnicity if you're willing to deal with it. All right, what do you mean? Um, so you, um, a lot of guys, too, like you see these podcasts where the girls are gorgeous, right? Um, and these are like nines out of tens or eights, very beautiful women. Um, but beautiful women come with a lot of problems, right? Um, for if, if anyone has ever dated them, it's there's a there's a separate set of problems that come with beautiful women. Obviously, I think a woman being good or bad is on an individual. I judge women individually on a, on a case by case basis, you know, because there's a lot of good girls and a lot of bad girls, just like there's people are people. There's good people and there's bad people. Right. Um, but I will say the times where I've kind of overlooked. Um, there have been times where I overlooked her problems like that. Maybe she's like 15 pounds overweight, you know, not obese, not overweight, like clinically, but just, you know, a little, you know, 15 pounds overweight um, or just a, a race that I don't usually date or something like that. And I've had and they've been really good women. I'm telling you up in the morning, cooking for you, cleaning for you, um, wanting to see you all the time, wearing, you know, buying dresses and asking you, hey, do I look good in this dress? I want to wear it for you. Like good women that are like very submissive and very respectful and and really like want to be with you right so as a guy if you don't want to take the leap and become you know what you need to become to get eights and nines which is a big leap for a guy it's like a rubicon you have to cross just know that there is no perfect woman that you'll find if you have to set a lot of a lot of the times she'll fall for you and she'll do what she'll become the woman you want afterwards She'll adopt your political beliefs. She'll lose the weight. I mean, if you're in the gym getting fit, she's going to be like, man, I got to at least start eating better or something. Or, you know, um, oh, he doesn't. I'm not his same race, but let me adopt some of the cultures and traditions of his race. So so, you know, because I'm his girl now. And and that's what a lot of guys think. They want to complete package women because they don't want to do the work of, of uh, setting the frame and the tone in their relationship. And that's why a lot of guys want. The perfect seven, eight out of ten trad girl with the sun hat, with their same religion, same hobbies, same. I'm like, no, 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 no. Women are a blank slate. If she loves you, she's gonna be a blank slate, and she's gonna do whatever you are doing. So that's that's why I wrote that. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's dated around <laughs> knows that uh, they definitely adapt to the dudes that they're into or in other words fucking uh i i, I don't talk politics with girls unless it's in a, in a fun way or <clears throat> i've gotten to know them because you know i mean a lot of, of women now are you know subscribed to the the mainstream type of thing and what is thrown on social media and and so forth but it is hilarious you know after we get to know each other and you know i start you know making jokes about lula who's in brazil or mm -hmm. you know uh talking about uh, what's her name and uh Italy now they just elected the the chick that oh was, yeah I know what you're talking about you know with uh, the Mussolini youth group and whatnot it's funny how, how how it changes or if you bring up simple things like uh, I posted on Instagram the, the 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 meme and I've seen this flowing around for a while is like if we only uh, had uh, thick Latinas and petite Asians coming to the USA then uh, white women would form SS squads in like a heartbeat, <laughs> you know, to and kick them out. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, so, but uh, no, to your main point though is 
Well, first of all, I've dated models. Okay, I lived in Italy. There's a shit ton in northern uh, northern Italy. Um, I lived in mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. Obviously, they all come from the villages and they get shipped down to Milan. They stay in the studio with four different girls. You know, smoke a cigarette and eat an apple for the day. A lot of them are mentally and emotionally abused. It's super fucked up. Um, a lot of them turn to so, uh, yeah. sugar daddies, escorts. Um, you know, 1% of them actually make decent money. Now, these are the models. These are the top of the world. It's Milan, right? So mm -hmm. anyone that is just searching for that, there's going to be a lot of baggage that normally comes with it. Not all of them. You know, I have mm -hmm. a very good friend who's doing really well and, you know, is coherent. And we have great conversations. And I think a lot of the, the models are just you know, when you're 15, 16 years old and you're put in that kind of environment, like that's going to shape your identity. It's going to shape a lot of different things, especially we just talked about, you know, women can be moldable. And if you're in that type of environment, it's going to fuck you up big time. It's going to fuck up a dude big time. You know, I, I've heard mm -hmm. a lot of straight dudes, you know, sucking, you know, the, the dudes that run the fashion events. They're all men. They're all gay men who run the, the brands and whatnot. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy to me, you know, okay. So I've traveled around. I've dated, you know, the top, the middle, the, the different colors and whatnot. It's the biggest connections I've had. It, it's weird, man. It like happens after the first or second time you're with a chick and she's not even, maybe she's a, a seven, a six, an eight, you know, and also like it's just the connection, the sexual chemistry, everything just mm -hmm. flows. It's so natural. Like I remember I went through it recently with a, with a girl in uh, Belo Horizonte when I was uh, staying there for four months at the beginning of the year. And um, I'm like, this chick is a total socialist, feminist, uh, Lula lover, crazy, open relationship type chick, you know, mm -hmm. wacko, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and we just freaking went, the, the vibes, the chemistry. And my, my boy I was talking to, said at this time, I had a beautiful relationship back in Poland, right? And this was the, the girl of my dreams. You know, I met her when she was... Uh, I'll tell you after the show, but you know, the picture perfect traditional type person, right? An Eastern Europe Slavic woman. And I was crazy over this other girl, right? And my, mm -hmm. my buddy's like, Are you fucking stupid? What the hell is wrong with you? Like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And it's like, You can't, you're in that mindset, right? And luckily right. I wasn't too stupid and, and I got out of it. But um, I think uh, this whole connection and chemistry and, and men and women, it, it's a fascinating subject. But to your point, to finish it is yes, uh, dudes the top tier woman you, you that's a lot of work and i don't think you know what you're you're getting into and if you don't know how to drive a honda you can't drive a ferrari yeah um and sometimes you know as as a guy you don't need a you don't you might not need a model to be happy you know you know a lot of times uh if you see in popular media the a lot of the more attractive women bring a lot of problems, especially in the West. Maybe, maybe in in, in um, Eastern Europe and Latin America, parts of Latin America, really top tier women are are still viable. But in the West, top tier women bring a lot of problems. You know, so just be careful and realize that you know, are you are you chasing these women because it's cool for your ego, or, or you know, it, you just got to be careful. Proceed with caution. You know. And anyone that says that about uh, uh, Southern American women, uh, Latin America or uh, Eastern Europe, they have no fucking idea. Yes, you probably get your foot in the door a little quicker compared mm -hmm. to the West. But yeah, women are women. And they all have social media, so they know.
Yeah, yeah, but it's the West. I'm telling you, is way different than the Slavic mindset and how behind the scenes and cunning they are. And then the Latinas. I mean, everyone knows things get crazy with them. 100. Yeah. All right, we, we got some more here on your your Twitter. Uh, all women are feminists at first, even the ones that say they are not. Frame fixes this. Yeah, all women are feminists. I just I just uh, commented under um, the podcast uh most mostly peaceful latinas because there's this big thing on twitter now where they they survey boys and girls at a school about what their political leanings were and one of, and the boys were like really really conservative and the girls were really really liberal and everyone's shocked and i'm like yeah that's normal that's conservative is more masculine and liberal is more feminine like why is this a surprise to everyone right so all women are feminist they're liberal that's just how they start out because that's you know that's just the status quo. That's just what society stand up. But when they meet a man, no, there's, that's more, the man. There's, there's more to that. There's more to that collectivism. Right. So like back. Yeah. In yeah I mean, there's times the men will go out and hunt and then the women were in the, you know, the village taking care of the kids and they're all sharing together. I think right. roles dove into that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, it, the way they uh, women organize society is by giving everyone a piece of meat or giving everyone love and making sure everyone's taken care of. And men were hierarchical, you know, like there's the guys at the top and the second in command, third in command, and this like and this and that, right? So conservatism is more like that, more like you you eat what you kill, you you know, you work hard and you get you work hard and you get rewarded. Liberalism is like for everyone, you know, social, you know, like there's social programs and we want all the races and genders and everyone to feel good on the inside and happy. Whereas men were like, what needs to get done? You know, who's the best at this and who's the best at that? Who has the best talent? Who's the smartest? Those are the people that we want. And, and it's normal to like, it, and, and the way it's uh, manifests itself is with boys being more conservative and girls being more liberal. It isn't that they're broken or something's wrong with them. They just simply, that's how their biology is expressed in the modern world. You know, we just put a name to it. Yeah, 100%. And that is actually speaking good to female nature, that they want to share and give and make sure everyone's okay. We see this in social settings all the time. Like, you know, the woman is trying to make sure everyone is good and happy and, and whatnot. And mm -hmm. obviously, yes, men live in a merit-based society because <laughs> we've been going through it, you know, when we're little kids in the sports, with dating women, mm -hmm. with business, like, you know, that, that that's just kind of reality. It's fascinating you bring that up because um, I've lived in uh, former, you know, communist, socialist, uh, Marxist type uh, uh, countries and visited many. And I just did a podcast recently. I, I uploaded it today. A girl who smuggled herself into uh, Brazil from Venezuela. And holy shit. If you want to see what, what that uh, ideology and that mindset leads on a, on a larger scale, listen to that podcast. And guess what? It, it totally correlates with this woman thing because, yes, you know, pieces of it and you're at a party and, you know, the woman makes sure everyone is happy and do all that is great. But when you put this into like a, a bigger scope, you know, I look at like I tweeted um, a reply to someone on one of your tweets talking about what I experienced um, dealing with the models in Milan, right? And how these girls would totally sell each other out, would totally backstab, do the most nasty things to each other to get in with this dude that was going to give them the job over here or to be at this party or to get the model shoot, right? And, and I said, well, I brought up this reference points because this is like when the stakes are the highest, 
these girls, like I told you, are in a studio apartment in Milano with four of them, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, mm -hmm. eating an apple, and fighting for scraps to get to be one of the 1% uh, of the models that actually make a living out of this, right? And it's a dog-eat-dog mm -hmm. dog world, right? Yeah, it's got to be savage. Really, yeah. It gets really nasty with women because they'll be nice to your face and freaking do the nastiest, treacherous stuff behind your back. And I think it's just uh, reality, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least the dudes and the dudes are treacherous. There's a lot of women dudes out here, but at least the dudes are going to tell you, fuck you. Right. Or let's go. Yeah, it's going to be more, gonna it's gonna be more confrontational. Yeah. They're going to fight or they're going to say words or something. But the woman developed that way, you know, because obviously being the weaker sex, they had to be more cunning. They had to be more smart with the brain. And it's totally understandable. Women are by far the most social um, understanding, you know, uh, what you, you said, it, social cues and and whatnot than the, the men. They see things way before you. You know, if you ever yeah. been with a girl, she'll point out about, you know, one of your friends, what he's doing or, or, or issues going on. She'll know when you're having a bad day, even if you're trying to hide it. Your girl will know. Just like Intuition. your mom, too. Yeah, your mom will know you're having a bad day. It's just they know they can tell your facial expressions. Your either you know they realize the pattern and your emotion and the way you move. So yeah, that's what they're built for. That's their special power. So and just to be clear, it's not bad. Everything is yin and yang. There's no just bad yeah. or good. Red pill people want... just start freaking. Not all of them. Yeah. I think not all of them, but some of well, them. Well, a lot of them haven't accepted female nature yet. And I'm like, this is what they are. And you should appreciate them for, for what they are. You know, this is, this is perfect. This is what they were always were and what they always will be. So you have to accept it. And the men too, we have just as many issues too. You know, we'll <laughs> yeah. We're not that. perfect. Yeah. We're not perfect. American women drink very aggressively. Rarely do they turn down shots another glass of wine, et cetera. Do with this information what you will. Yeah, so usually, I'm surprised you, know, you didn't get in trouble with that tweet. Yeah, I mean, it's because they know. Um, so recently, women they did a ranking of the biggest binge drinkers on on in the world, and American women are number one binge drinkers in the whole world on, uh, of women, ranking women right by country. And American men, we didn't even make the top ten. So the American women drink a lot now, and so. They're very comfortable with drinking. So usually I always say, hey, if you if you can take a woman out to have drinks first, you know, because it's more social. It's more of a social relaxed atmosphere. One or two drinks will get her, you know, her stress and her inhibitions down just a little bit. You know, you don't want to get her drunk because that's just weird and creepy. Right. Unless she wants to. You know, that's a different story. Um, but um Sometimes, you know, she'll be like, let's do shots. And the thing is, when women drink too much, they act really bad. You know, they like they scream. They're impolite. They're you know, they just act a fool. So you want to when you're on a date, make sure that she's not drinking too much because, you know, women are smaller and, and they get drunk faster. So that's something you have to pay attention to, you know, just give her some water or say, hey, let's let's skip this round or, you know, or slow down, you know, or something. Yeah especially in the usa you're crazy if yeah you especially in the usa do every precaution to have her text her friends and i mean shit if it's a state that you can record a voice message you know i mean that you can't do nothing i mean usa is crazy you need mm -hmm. to be very careful with any of that stuff because unfortunately you know some people like they get drunk and then they regret it right and then of course how to to not take accountability is someone else and let's go ruin their life. And look, I'm not going to be the person that says, 
you know, oh, look at all these false rapes and whatnot, because there's a lot of fucked up dudes out there that do some nasty there stuff, is. right? 100%. Yes, there is. But there's yes. a lot of men, and I have a really good buddy who did two and a half years in prison because of it. And I was there that night before they went oh, home, no. but I saw everything, and that fucked me up. So I definitely, if you're in the USA, I mean, it's definitely not good to be a playboy in the USA, but if you're going to be no. one, you better have uh, many uh, be precautions. Yeah, just be careful and don't be dumb, you know, like move move with caution, you know, that's the best you can do. You can't really, um, you know, you can't just be reckless, you know, you got to be measured, you got to be careful and you have fun, but like, you know, uh, just be careful and and don't do anything to get yourself in trouble. Good words. I'm getting a little sweaty here, my guy. No AC in my Brazilian uh, apartment. Besides my room, they always put AC in the room, but not the, the living room. I told you beforehand, yeah. I'm breaking out. And it's a good mm -hmm. uh, lesson for the black pill guys. Like you can still look a little dorky and, and just be fine with the, the ladies. Yeah. The girls will forget how you look like halfway through the day anyway, because you're, you're so charming and funny. They'll be like, oh, I don't even re recognize that, you know. Bro, it's the vibe and the confidence. A hundred and ten percent. I mean, yep. that, is... that is the number one thing. She she that you are her entertainment for the night. Don't let her down. She's there. She got ready. She shaved her legs. She shaved her parts, probably. She went between two dresses. She texted her friend. She canceled a call with her mom. She canceled on another dude, probably. Don't let her down. She's doing this all for you, so you have to be fun and exciting and provide the vibe. But here's the thing, though. It's better if you flip it and make them entertain you. That's what they really want to do. Everyone, this is psychology 101. I ask more questions. I learn more about you, and then you feel like that I'm the most interesting person in the world, right? The girl, if you're yeah. good, you turn it on them where they're entertaining you. And that's what they really want. They want to be in that kind of mindset and that fun and that flow. If you start being the, the little, uh, what's it called? You know, the kings used to have the, the little performer. joker. The yeah, jester. The little guy yeah. In the room. yeah. Yeah. The well, jester gets the laughs and, hugs, you're and the she goes home and fucks me. <laughs> fucks the king, the prince. Well, the way I see it is this. Like, She's qualifying to you, right? So you have to ask questions and, and let her know, hey, I'm the person of interest here and you're qualifying to me. However, because uh, it's like dance, you know, like I say, it's like a dance, right? And when you lead a girl in dance, you're having fun too, right? But she is having fun in a different way. She's having fun because you're leading her, um, you're, you're, you're pushing the interaction forward and, you know, you're spinning her around, you're being unpredictable, you know, you're being mysterious. Well, for you, it's like she's, you know, she's doing all these things for you, qualifying to you. So there's like both. Well, it's like a dance. I would say like it's a dance that the man leads. And when you're dancing with a girl, she has to follow you and she has to, you know, kind of like get in your frame and dance with you and, and follow your leads. Because if if she doesn't, then you find another girl that better dancer or easier to dance with. So that that's how I see it. Like a dance. because I'm, you know, I'm Hispanic. That's how I see it. Yeah. No, the da dance analogy is 110%. The man leads, you're having fun, you know, she gets involved, mm -hmm. she's giving you energy back. The dance analogy is one of the best uh, in the world. I think uh, I was telling you about Tommy Torero. He had a good analogy related to, to the dance. All right, hold on. What we got next? Logistics, 110% is the most mm -hmm. of the, the battle. Choosing a bar near where you live will solve a lot of problems, especially if a nice, fun area. I'll tell you what. <sighs> If you have a pool, <laughs> you won. If you're by the beach, you won. Um, mm -hmm. Most places you can send a video. Hey, here's my view. You know, come here for uh, a drink. We'll, we'll go swimming in the beach. 
and like, oh, but I don't go to strangers' houses. Okay, we video chat. No worries. I understand. You know, here's me. I'm a real person, not fake. Uh, but yeah, logistics is 110% because they say, what is the last minute resistance or any of that kind of shit? So if you go to for 40 minutes and then she's sitting in her car and she gets a text message from her friends and she starts thinking like, damn, this dude, he's not as fun. We're in the Uber. We're not drinking anymore. Logistics, bro. I mean, that is mm -hmm. the name of the game. Yeah. Um, and she will never know how, how well pl you planned the day. To her, it just happened magically, right? But to you, you planned everything like down to your first place, your second place, going to the pool, the beach, your apartment, your balcony. Like I have a view of all of Dallas. Like my balcony is all of Dallas. And that is where I kiss close every single girl. Every single girl that goes on that balcony, that's where I kiss them. You know why? Because that's the most romantic place I can think of for them to kiss because it's like under the stars, the view of the city. And she, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're being exciting. You're being fun. You know, no other guy is going to be able to do that. Um, at least most guys won't be able to do that. So logistics is very important. Having these things set up. Um, so that way you can just pull her. You don't have to do like that 30, like you said, that 40 minute car ride where she's like, has plenty of time to change her mind, you know? So, yeah. I'm switching out these backgrounds, trying to keep uh, yeah. attention span on the YouTube. <laughs> this is yeah, a Mexican one. I love yeah. the Aztec type shit. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, I think uh, if you have abundance 100%, you can always lead it with, hey, there's a nice bar near my place. We're going to meet there. Oh, like, let's go somewhere else. No, I don't want to. You know, I can invite someone else. You don't tell them that. But, you know, you say, we're going to go near my place, a bar. And they already know in the back of their head kind of, you know, what the deal is. Me, personally... Here's what I do because I like honesty, right? And mm. when you live in the, the abundance world, especially in, in Brazil, mm -hmm. you can be, you know, straight up. And I say, hey, look, you know, I like to be honest, straightforward, so no one gets, uh, you know, crazy about it. Is I'm looking to meet uh, good people, share good vibes, and if we connect, have great sex. If that's a problem with you, akuna matata. And you'd be surprised how uh, I'm open, especially on dating apps. You know, dating apps, a lot of women know kind of, hey, you know, I'm looking to get some where I know a lot of men on there are looking to, to, to have some sort of action and whatnot. And me personally, I'm too far gone to just have uh, empty, meaningless sex. Like every once in a while, you know, I need some crazy, nasty type of shit. Yeah, you need I variety, honestly, a little bit of variety. I honestly need to connect. And I, I've mm -hmm. had many times where I, I've said these messages and the girls, you know, we're on the same page and I don't connect. I say, hey, look, it was lovely to meet you. Maybe we can be friends, but I, I'm just not interested into it tonight you know and uh, they respect it you know a lot of the times they start texting you a lot after that and say why why what is the reason and <laughs> what did i do what did i, I do wrong I, yeah. I became the woman right you know mm -hmm. you know denying them and so forth so i definitely think dudes especially if you're a white dude uh in southern uh or south america be straight up be honest but not just about sex bro you want to have you know good moments and magical vibes and i think mm -hmm. we were talking about this on on twitter is like it gets old if you have the nice place with the beach or the or the pool, you just have girls come over. Like I want to go in a random part of the city and and listen to some live music and then all of a sudden start dancing with an old couple and, you know, get lost and maybe robbed or, you know, start uh, wandering the beach late at night. Like that was the magic of dating. Right. And I feel like mm -hmm. I've I've lost a lot of that because I've gotten too much abundance and it's became too easy in the places I've been I've been traveling. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of. uh guys eventually they get to that point where they're just like 
a lot of the times they just were trying to prove a point to themselves and they were doing it for the chase and the chase gets old. Like now you want something of substance. You want quality. You want a woman that will, you know, like do those things with you or you can just run around the city and have ice cream and it'll be the night of each other's lives. Right. You don't want a girl. You don't, you don't want to do it like an algorithm, like where you, you know, like, Hey, you do this, do this next, do this next. And then you get her back to your place you kind of want to have a little bit of connection because it's that's like, as you get older, you care more about people and less about things. Um, and you want to like kind of have more of a deep connection with the people in your life. And before you bring someone in your life, you kind of, you want a connection, something to hold on to besides sex. Cause sex is good, but like sex with someone that you feel connected with is much better. In my opinion, I think you agree. I prefer having sex with someone that, I can wake up in the morning. We can both both have coffee and and relax and just talk in the bed about life and all that stuff. You know, it's just it makes it so much better. I guess it's comfort. I don't know what you call it, but yeah, I agree. All right, one second. Okay, I'll be back in a minute. One. All right. Anyways, guys, uh, follow me on. YouTube, YouTube slash at Galileo Nuclear. Follow me on Twitter as well. I was going to cut Nuclear. it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this um, is a pre record. I forgot. Yeah. 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 We're not live. Okay. To, to comment on your point. Okay. Here's the issue. So I've had that. I've had three magical relationships in the last five years, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everything I ever wanted. You know, one was amazing uh, Latina in Mexico, one was my northern italian summer love dream and one was literally the girl of my dreams traditional eastern slavic woman blue eyes blonde hair blah 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 blah. right and yes i love it and i love them and i still do like if they ever need something for me boom call me i'm there for them right mm -hmm. but even during that like we do all the magical stuff and i love cuddling i love holding hands i love doing you know stupid little you know trips and uh just, you know, quote unquote gay stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You still need a little spice, bro. And that's the kind of the point I've came to. And he, the issue is it's very tough. The woman is okay with it for the first six months, maybe even to a year that, hey, you know, I'm going to do my thing on the side. But, you know, I still love you. I'm still coming back to you to cuddle and whatnot. But in the end, it, it becomes too much for them, right? But the chase to me is crazy dopamine, crazy adrenaline. It makes you feel alive. Like mm -hmm. I still play... Uh, American football overseas half of the year right and the reason I don't stop playing that I don't need the money from it I don't need uh the, the clout from it because you get some overseas you'd be surprised mm -hmm. but uh, I I'm addicted to the the emotions of war I'm addicted to fighting with brothers I sacrifice with I'm addicted to the competition the the winning feeling like mm -hmm. uh you know the the lion type shit in the jungle going to go eat right and uh so I don't know what's going to happen with me in that regard, but I know for a fact, even when I settle down, I have everything I ever freaking want. You know, I need a little something crazy on the side. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, well, um, you always need excitement. You always, you know, like it never ends. You always need something. And for guys that are like kind of burnt out, burnt out from this stuff, I would say, you know, find something else that'll give you that high. You know, a lot of, you know, like maybe you want to learn how to play music. Maybe you want to. A lot of the times have, getting into a relationship is something new and exciting. And that will provide, obviously, you don't want to make your woman 
your your mission or your goal, right? But having a, a good girl by your side in a relationship is new. It's a fresh, exciting feeling. So that a lot of guys don't realize this until they sleep with a bunch of women. And they realize like, oh, all I ever wanted was one, but I just had to get this out of my system to know about women and just to prove to to myself that I can get this. But now I'm like, okay, I, I just want a relationship now and I'm happy. And they go on to be happy and live happy lives. Sometimes people just need, you know, they lack competition um, or they lack, you know, they just need a change because life gets boring. You know, we, we, we have our phones that give us so much entertainment, so much things. And sometimes it's just too much. You know, we get overloaded with just, you know, privilege. So you just want to, you kind of need a challenge, something, a change or something to get you out of that, like, you know, boredom, you know, that life gives you. And sometimes, believe it or not, sleeping with multiple women, it, it can get boring. You know, you want to you you need something else to do with your time. So you can't do it forever, yeah, at least in my opinion. A hundred percent. But that was not what I was you know, discussing. I was discussing about I had all that, you know, the perfect everything. And I still have that uh, desire every once in a while to get freaky. Right. And I think a lot of dudes do because there's a reason the divorce rate is the, the way it is, right? There's a reason I even see on these Twitter guys saying the feeling never goes away and you just got to be a man and, you know, hold it in and, and, and go from there. Um, I definitely think you can switch up things, you know, in the bedroom. You can, you know, find ways to make things more entertaining. But to me, I can separate the love, the emotions, the cuddling and, you know, straight sex. Not all the time. Like I told you, I get hollow. I get empty if I have no connection when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, I have the perfect picture life and then I want to go freaking out the deep end and do something nuts. So maybe I need to see a therapist. Right. But I think <laughs> a lot of men, a lot of men understand this point of view because why else would they be getting divorced like crazy? Yeah. Well, I think. And, and the biggest point is this. My bad. The biggest point is this. Mm -hmm. The more I did that crazy stuff, you know, when I was with the, my, my relationships, the more I was so excited to go back to the woman and cuddle and eat good food and, you know, do cutesy stuff and watch a movie. So, I mean, what does that yeah. say? Well, um, Patrice O'Neill talks about this a lot. Um, he went to Brazil when the he man. was. Yeah. And he says it like sometimes when you go out and get some strange, you know, I'm not advocating for or against this. Right. But sometimes when you go out and get some strange on the side, it makes you appreciate your girl much more. And it makes you more. Um, and I don't even know the science or the psychology behind that. But you go back to your girl and you feel happier, more content, and you treat her better and all that stuff. And obviously the girls are not going to like this answer. But that it it's something that a lot of players like Patrice O'Neal back in the day would, would talk about. Like, yeah, this stuff is real. And. Sometimes when you step out and get a variety, you know, you come back to your woman, a happy man, you know, so just the way it is. I would do so much to have Patrice O'Neill be alive in the time we are in, not just for the men versus women thing, but for politics, for wacko, woke world. I mean, Patrice, the way he broke stuff down and he did it in such a funny way that you couldn't hate on mm -hmm. it. And he just his frame was unfucking real. Like any room, anything he went into, he just owned everything. And he was like, you're mm -hmm. sucked into his ether. That dude was mm -hmm. amazing, you know? He's very Crazy funny, dude. too. You good? You got time here to go through this shit? Are you liking it or no? Uh, yeah, we're good. I just know there's like a hundred of these points, so. <laughs> oh, a hundred? All right, yeah, we'll, go through, we'll go through a couple more. Whatever, whatever one you want to discuss, 
whichever ones you want to discuss or pop out to you, I, I will I will discuss with you because it's these are this was very like this was me pouring my heart and soul. This was like three years of dating, and I was just like, this is what I've learned. Like here it is. Tell, like, tell me, oh, were wow. you at uh, you drunk at home one night and depressed? What was the situation to write this? No, uh, I was a uh, no. I was um, in a small town in Texas somewhere, kind of, you know, um, was 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 uh, working out there um, doing stuff. And one day I was just at my computer and I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to write a thread, see what happens, you know. And this is when everyone was complaining about Twitter threads and how they were like not cool and inauthentic. And I'm just saying, I'm going to write. I'm just going to pour my heart and soul, see what happens. And I only wanted to do like 10 things, but then I kept adding stuff. I'm like, oh, people really like this stuff. So I kept adding and adding for over a week. And yeah, it became that. And people were like, holy crap, this is like the best thing I ever uh, I ever uh, read on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it comes from a real person. It isn't like manufactured. It isn't like regurgitating. It's like literally this is what happened. Um, and this is what I've learned. And, you know, and I, that's why I also specified Dallas, like American city, because People's experiences in other cities could be different depending on the culture um, and all that. So I was like, specifically, this is what I learned from here at this time. And this is what I saw. And then I did it and people liked it. And it was it was crazy. I don't like I felt like everyone was in the same boat. But apparently a lot of people really don't know about this world. You know, it's just very foreign to them. But I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's crazy. It's a very crazy world. You learn a lot about yourself and about women, too. So, yeah. So I'm curious about the, the viralness of it. I mean, the was it the authenticness? Was it, I mean, were you thinking before each tweet that much? Or were you just like speaking from the heart late at night and boom, 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 and people just resonate with it? It wasn't, uh, like you said, not manufactured at all. No, it wasn't. It was just very from the heart. You know, I didn't write it with any, I thought I was going to get like 10 likes on that thread or something, or like maybe a couple comments. Um, but it really resonated and it kept getting retweeted and tweeted and people like a lot of people you know liked it and they were started reaching out because they wanted to interview me and here i am you know with the youtube following and twitter following and all that stuff but it, it it's very it's very interesting to see that like i have been tweeting for a long time and i while the past three years i was tweeting but not about dating stuff it was more about politics and and you know like funny shit posting but the whole the whole time i was like out there dating women learning um put it getting my feet wet and i never i never thought i had a, i had the authority to speak on this right until i made that thread i'm like oh maybe i do know what i'm talking about maybe i do know how to get this done maybe i really am onto something here and then I wrote it and it resonated. So I was like, okay, maybe I should be more confident. And we're not my confident, but understand that I'm in a special position to talk about this stuff. I don't think I'm an authority on it or a guru, but I, I like I like talking about this stuff because it, it was a part of my life. You know, now I'm more chill and more relaxed. I don't really date that much. I like to focus on other things, but that's what it was for the last two years. So that's very interesting. All right, yeah. I got this next one here. So we're going to go skim through some of these. Most men lack frame and say, if you like Asians, you're weird, or Latinas are crazy. You like what you like. No need to explain to anyone. No one cares. Yeah, well, there, yeah, well, there's a lot of tribalism online where people um, 
criticize you for what you like, what you don't like. Like if you don't like this, you know, if you don't like like white Aryan blondes, then you know, or if you don't like this or that, or Latinos are the best, or Asians are. The, I'm like, listen, man. Like, what what do you want? You know, what type of women do you like? You know, if you like if you like um, French women, then you like French women, and that's it. You don't owe an explanation to anyone. Go get what you want. You're a man. Go get what you want. You know, I don't have to go on Twitter to let another man tell me what I want. So one day I was just like, what do I want? I want this and I want that. And I went and, go, and, and, went, and go, uh, went to get it. And that's it. End of story. You know, that's what frame is. You're the number one person in your life. And what you want is number one. So, yeah. The best story I ever heard about the whole point of origin and frame and whatnot uh... Is like you're walking through a European city, right? The city center, lots of people. And uh, it's mm -hmm. you and your friend. And boom, you're walking on the sidewalk. And there's a lot of homeless people, even in Europe. And, uh, you know, 50 meters after you walk by the homeless person, you ask your friend, hey, what was that homeless person? Like, what was his shoes? What kind of shirt was he wearing? And your friend's like, huh? Like, homeless person? What are you talking about? But in the moment, when you walk over that homeless person, you're thinking, damn, like, Look at this person. What is he doing? How does his life come to this? And then boom, you know, some steps later, totally out of your mind, right? And that's an idea mm -hmm. for life is like no one really gives a fuck about you. They think about mm -hmm. you for a split second and think about everyone else that is thinking about them. And we have this complex about us that all eyes are on us nonstop. And they're not, you know, everyone is living mm -hmm. in their own little bubble and they think uh, we're in the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is, no one really cares. And that's the best news because you can do whatever you want and no one's going to care, you know, at least not forever. Yeah. Caveat, uh, Cleviat, Jesus, I can't speak. Is Okay, do whatever you want, you know, be free, be happy, but just try not to hurt other people. And I'm not talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, just emotions or being offensive or, you know, stupid shit that, you know, everyone gets mad about on the Twitter or, or all that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, don't really try to exert hurt to someone if you do that then do whatever the fuck you want akuna matata very libertarian yeah don't don't hurt anyone yeah don't hurt anyone all right give me one more of these and then i'm gonna ask you about some of your your, your influences i like how you brought up uh, patrice o'neill mm -hmm. uh, you want to pick out is there any good ones that you remember down the list uh yeah um it's way down the list but uh hold on let me bring it up Right here. Um, let's see. Where was it? <laughs> the red pill makes a lot more sense every day if you take the time to uh, interpret it correctly. Sunning your butthole, esotericism, and eating liver do not do not make much sense, <laughs> brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's a that was a very interesting uh, one I wrote because there was a time, especially during 2020, where everyone was very into esotericism. I, I don't even know how to say it. Esotericism. Something like that, where it's like sunning your butthole, eating, you know, like avoiding seed oils, vitamin D, all these things. But like it really didn't make your life better, you know, doing all these things. It was just it's just like, yeah, you should eat healthy. Yeah, you should take care of what you, the, the supplements and things that you need in your body. But you shouldn't obsess about them. You know, vitamin D, you need vitamin D, take vitamin C. If you eat more red meat, then eat red meat. You know, you don't have to tell everyone all the time what you know what you do or what you eat is not your personality you know i was just gonna say everyone take vitamin d that shit is life-changing i've been doing it since i was like 17 18 and uh recently i ran out of some in brazil and the 
the vitamins here are, are weird and they're not, uh, I can get 150 pills for 10 bucks in uh, USA and I get like 2000 IOUs or whatever, uh, and like 20 of them for 20 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? This is stupid. So I've been not as taking as much mm -hmm. uh, IOU or whatever, IU, and bro, it's a total difference. And I live in the sun. It's sunny every day. You're around mm -hmm. here in the north, northeast of Brazil. Vitamin D is amazing. Mm -hmm. But my bad. You said yeah, I, take uh, it. I take it every day. I take vitamin D every day. What number do you want? Uh, I'd say uh, 34. No one can teach you game. It's not a script. They can only teach you the rules of the game. Up to you to learn when to shoot the shot, play defense, and call timeout. Okay. Yeah, that one's big because everyone wants a script. They want the easy way out. They want to like go up a girl and then read it from a script. Obviously, there's openers. Obviously, there's little tools in your toolbox. But like being socially calibrated and knowing and having the balls to go up to a girl, talk to her, whether it be a salsa night, whether it be online, whether it be in person, coffee shop, at a beach, wherever, you know, that's going to take practice. You got to put in reps, you know, and eventually you'll you'll learn what not to say to a girl, what to say to a girl. And, you know, you don't have to be a PUA to talk to a girl. Like, I don't know where this thing came up where like, if you like to, if you enjoy talking to a woman on the street, you're a pickup artist. Like, no, I'm just a regular dude that has social skills. That's all I am. I'm not anything special. I just have social skills. And in order to get that, you can't read it from a book. You can't get it from a podcast. You have to go out and talk to women and do the work, you know, just like everyone else does. And that's why that one is important to me. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Of course, like you said, there's like a framework that you can uh, go within it, but then obviously the magic comes from you uh, freestyling and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. But a lot of dudes like, um, you know, they can't go up to a girl on the street and say, Hey, excuse me. You know, I just want to mm -hmm. say you look very nice today. You know, I like this about you. Instead they'll go up mm -hmm. to him and be like, uh, hi, hi uh, is, is coffee shop uh, directions. Uh, you know, you know, but if they were told like, hey, look, grab your nutsack, go up to him and tell him how you feel. Don't be a freaking weirdo. You know, if you want to say excuse mm -hmm. me or if you want to say, hey, this is random, that's fine, too. Uh, you know, and then go through the whole little idea. There's the London day game model is fascinating. Right. And uh, I think it's a great uh, framework for meeting dudes, men or fuck, women, men, anyone to have social conversation with them out about at the bar, on the street, uh, anywhere you go at, at the gym. It's a process that, that leads you to, um, you know, building rapport, you know, uh, showing value, giving value, you know, those type of different things. Because if you learn these kind of steps, like school, right? School's not teaching you how to make fucking money. You know what I mean? School's teaching you the basics of, you know, like the math and the reading and a lot mm -hmm. of other horseshit. But, uh, it gives you like a framework, right? And then outside of that is you got to find your own little niche. You got to find your own, uh, you know, avenue to go about, right? So definitely, you know, I don't think someone that goes out there and does the same shit, you know, asking for coffee every time is going to be successful, right? Like if they mm -hmm. just learn how to, you know, have a, a somewhat uh, strategy and then become their self through the strategy is more ideal. They have more success. Yeah, it, you just... Don't like, and the thing is too, if, if you copy some other man's lines, you're taking away the fun of you learning your own lines, like your own method. Like you want to come up with stuff yourself because it makes you feel like you're part of the process and you're putting in the work. You know, you don't want to copy someone else's method or exact words. You know, I can only help you so much, but like once you learn it yourself, no one can ever take that away from you. You figured it out. You you made up 
what you needed to do you you put in the work and it's all coming from you obviously there's people that gave you advice but you you figured it out and no one can take that away from you ever you know and that's just it makes you feel proud of yourself you know uh so who's your inspiration who have you learned mo or most through this uh, little area of life uh in terms of like talking to women uh i would say um Patrice O'Neill definitely. I like I like his uh, attitude, his frame. It really put everything in perspective, right? Like um, he kind of was very honest to the point where it's like even I was afraid to being honest with myself, but he was like saying it out loud. So it's like, oh yeah, I do actually feel like that. You know, I do actually don't want to be around a girl who's on her period. You know, I'd rather not be. You know, and he said that like I when my girl has her period, I don't want to be around her. I'm like, yeah, as a man, I, I don't want to be around a hysterical woman or, or a mean woman, right? Obviously, most women can handle, you know, are nice people. And they, they don't go crazy on their period, right? But, like, it, he was just saying the quiet part out loud, so I enjoyed that. Um, I do have a little bit of influence from, like, uh, Mystery back in the day because I read the game. and But it wasn't from more of, like, that part. Is that he, he has a video back like 10 11 years ago right and it and it kind of it kind of changed my life in terms and it wasn't the pua stuff this is like life advice so mystery is circling around a pool right and he's saying look at this pool i want to jump into this pool but i know it's cold and i know that i'm afraid of jumping in because it's so cold and i'm going to be shivering and all that stuff right but the first time i jump into it i'm terrified but every time i jump into it over and over again i it's still going to be equally as cold i'm still going to be shivering but i already know how it feels like so i i get used to it but every time i talk and he's like basically what he's trying to say he's connecting it to talking to women but i connect it to every part of life like there are times where you don't want to do stuff or it's too scary or it's too exhausting but you do it anyway but at least once you do it enough times you already feel like it hurts but i'm already used to the pain so that, you know, rejection, the fear of talking to women, you do it so much that eventually you're just like, okay, whatever. You know, I don't care. I already know what's, what rejection feels like. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. So that stuff like that really influenced the way I think. And then uh, my father, obviously, um, father was a big influence, not in the women's stuff, sort of like the masculinity, like, you know, don't take yourself so seriously. You're not that important, you know, like relax, you know? Um, Yeah. And those are like in terms of like um, talking to women. Those are my influences. I also like fictional characters. Like I always thought uh, James Bond was pretty cool, right? Um, the way he talked to women. I don't know. Those are those are basically the my influences. I made some good points here. Um, okay, the big thing is the mystery thing about jumping in the pool. The fear you get over it, you get used to it. Uh, even not even getting used to it part, but uh, once you do it, bro, the high feels so good because you realize the fear was all in your head. It was make-believe. It was nowhere mm. near as bad as you thought it was going to be. Relating it to woman, I have never, ever once regretted approaching a girl, even getting blown out, not talked to, totally rejected. The only time mm. I, I get mad about myself is if I see someone, I'm like, damn, wow, I would love to meet that person. I let her walk by, and I'm like thinking, fuck. And you think about yeah. that forever, right? You get rejected. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. You know, like you move on after, you know, 10 minutes, you know, it's over. Unless mm -hmm. they say something 
extreme. And then you kind of mm. got to look at yourself if you're being that stupid or if they're just having a bad day. Um, the right. fear, the whole fear thing, the, all the quotes about fears in your head, fear is, you know, it's made up and et cetera. And for the most part is especially talking to women, bro. If you're going to be a normal human being and you get rejected and there's nothing bad that's going to happen to you. You know, no. if some boyfriend comes over and say, that's my girl. Hey, ex- excuse me. I just, you know, you have a very beautiful girlfriend. My bad. You know, you know, no. Huna Matata, right? Like they're not going to get your ass beat. No one's mm-hmm. going to call the cops on you. Shit. Maybe in the USA now, but I don't know. Uh, the other points you made, Patrice, man, like uh, we were talking about before, isn't it amazing what the comedians can get away with, right? Yes, It's, it's yes. fun. It, it's joking. But they're literally telling like the true, like how we feel deep inside that no one else can say it, right? It, it, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Did you watch um, the show he was on, on uh series? Because he talked about a lot. Uh, and Black Phillip? With- Black Phillip show? Black- yeah. Black Phillip, but then also he did a ton of stuff with, um, they were famous shock jock podcast. That's where he started on, on that. Then he got the Black Phillip show. They have it all on YouTube. I, we got to put that in here for, for people to listen to because it was just genius. I, I pretty much Everything watched like most of it. Yeah, I, I, I watched I watch most of it, but it wasn't so much player advice. It was like mindset, like mindset to deal with this because you're going to, your mental health is going to take a hit if you keep thinking things that aren't true about yourself because you know society told you to think you know that way you know like um just the way he expresses himself because he's a comedian he gets that green light to say anything because it's so crazy it's funny but deep down listening to him like man he makes a lot of sense like this is like exactly how i feel too but I, i can't say it you know but this is exactly how i feel so yeah i think Patrice was a treasure and he's going to be talked about for like the next 50 years, you know, is Hopefully. there anyone I'll else keep it right alive. Now, is there anyone, anyone else right now that uh, is, is keeping the torch going? Obviously Chappelle is pretty good. Oh, for comedians. Oh man. Ah, I haven't watched comedy in a while. It's just, there's a lot since, you know, the social media, there's a lot of like younger, like new age comedians that are going up, but through social media, they aren't going like comedy central stuff like that they're going through their own like your own youtube and all that stuff and i see these guys and they're really funny but the thing is they're funny but they say the truth like they're saying a lot of truth you know um but yeah i don't Ooh, know their names but i always see a bunch of toe in the line bullshit I, i've seen that one italian guy that is reckless but that's about uh it who was telling the truth oh man um so there's this guy he, he's a white dude from he's from the u.s um i'd have to give you i'd have to search for his name but he says a lot of stuff about women like he he calls them out um like i think one show he took a girl's phone and showed everyone the messages she got during the show and was making fun of her because of the messages like that thought that was funny but i have to look him up and then there's another one that's like makes fun of like people that are like um get emotional over race racial stuff you know, like it, there's a lot of good ones. The thing is that they, they get pushed down a lot because of the things they say. You're not, you know, like the the, the algorithms don't like what they say. Right. But even then, truth is truth. And if the, you can make the truth funny, you're going to make a lot of money. That's always guaranteed. 100 percent. To piggyback off this and we'll finish up is uh, and I hate to be the dude that tries to. 
break up the manosphere or, you know, pick at each other because everyone's fighting in this shit, right? Like even uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Tate, who used the manosphere to freaking, you know, level up and now he's going to different brands and he's doing all those different things. You know, they all mm-hmm. attack each other and throw shit at each other. But, bro, I see you on that rule zero, which I like a couple of those guys. But Well, I'm not on rule, I'm not on rule zero yet, but uh, I do um, shows with a couple of the members of rule zero. But I, I'm oh, not you're not in, initiated yet. yet? You didn't make the, the big not league? Not yet, no. Well, one day. I just started, but, you know, so I got to be humble, you know. But uh, these dudes, man, like I told you about that John Anthony guy who's a freaking character himself. I think he lives in Brazil. He's lived in Brazil. Supposedly mm-hmm. his girl is a, a former prostitute and all his uh, clients he took out. He just called girls for him. And the dude is crazy, right? But he did a whole like hit piece mm-hmm. on every single person. And there's a lot of truth to it, right? And it, it is fascinating to me, mm-hmm. this world, the dudes that get on here and talk about these different things, because obviously there's something ticking different in our brains to, you know, what's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. That used to be the, the rule of Fight Club. You don't, you don't talk about don't the talk about, used to talk about No. So yeah. these dudes in this space, you know, I'm kind of, especially Myron Gaines, that dude was working for the freaking government, right? And the fact that he mm-hmm. hasn't got shut down now makes me for sure think that, uh, compromise type idea like a honeypot but what is your uh overall philosophy on these people in this space and and people that you actually respect in it um so i respect the guys that have been doing it for a long time right that are consistent that have been doing it from day one right like i said i've been reading this stuff since 2013 and it's because it fascinates me right? i read the books i never i had my little anger phase but i never stopped dating women i met some great women while i was mad but i wasn't mad at women i was mad at myself for falling for the lies of society right so i had a really healthy unplugging and i still dated and i met some good women and i never like gave up and i never blamed anyone but myself for my problems right a lot of guys can't do that so a lot of times their proxies they you know they they think that if they support the men that kind of make an example out of women on these shows, they are changing the landscape, right? Um, but the, the truth is it's not that's not the truth. You know, like every man has to change their own landscape and their own life and make their own life and make themselves a point of origin. They can't just wait for someone else to solve their problems. So that's that's point number one. Um, in terms of accuracy, that's another problem that the, the biggest problem now is the accuracy. Right, because anyone can anyone can start a YouTube and put red pill this or red pill nuke, and I could just say whatever, and people will be like, ah, that's one of those red pill guys. But reality, there's no bouncer at the door for this prexology, for this for this data and for this stuff. Anyone can say it, you know. That's what we're seeing with people like, um, you know, I'm not gonna mention names, right? But um, there, there's people that are making lots of money just saying women are bad i'm like dude yeah great women are like that but like what's the plan what are we gonna do here we can't just complain about women our whole lives like we have to move on they're they're a part they're 50 of the population that was your best thing on twitter bro when you yeah. said the passport bros like how do you stop it and then all, all these people were commenting on and you said okay so what's the plan okay so how do you yeah. do that oh, wait will this work that was genius yeah well that that's how you shut down people that like that are all words and no action, right? Because I can't stop girls from selling their bodies on OnlyFans. I just accept it. I'd be like, okay, cool. That's life. That's what it is. But at the same time, 
if a guy wants to go overseas to meet women and have fun, you can't stop that either. So what's your plan? What are you going to do? When a guy's complaining about women, women are like this, women are like that. I'm like, okay, well, what's your plan going forward? What are you going to do now? Now that you swore off women, you know, now you have time for all your hobbies. What are you, what is your going to, what are you going to do now, bro? And then when a woman starts complaining about men and, and being, um, oppressed and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, what's your plan now? What are you going to do? How are you going to change your life now? Now that you know this, you know, and there's always silent because people would rather complain and stay stuck than taking action. Right. And I, I wish I could be an incel because I'd have so much extra time. I wouldn't have to work hard anymore. I'd be like, I'm just going to play piano and video games all day and do nothing. But, but the thing is that they don't want to quit. They're not mad at women or they're not mad at men. They're mad that they haven't figured it out and that everyone else seems to be enjoying life and they're not. That's what they're mad at. So if you're not enjoying life, that has nothing to do with men or women. That's on you. So, and in terms of this red pill stuff, um, red pill, like I said, there's no bounce at the door. Anyone can just put red pill, whatever on their name. And also people need to understand that when Rolo gets up there and talks or when Ryan or Apex Mindset or when Jack Napier or whoever these guys that do Roll Zero talk, they are not your daddy. They are not your guru. They are just guys that are talking on a subject that they research. You are your own guru. You don't need a hero, bro. You don't need a super, Superman, Batman. You don't need a Ryan Gosling. You don't need... You are your own point of origin. You are your own hero. You have to save yourself. Those guys just say the facts. Sometimes you may not agree with someone. That's okay. I don't have to agree with anyone on everything, right? But at the end of the day, if Rolo writes, hey, the fastest way to become a high-value man is uh, to have to get a vasectomy, and you feel like you have to go on uh, and, and complain that Rolo, Daddy Rolo, told you to snip your balls, um, then you have a bigger issue there. The bigger, the bigger issue is that, that you think that Rolo is like some kind of like guru that you should listen to in the first place, right? He is basically a guy that wrote a book that said, these are what I got from my observations. You take it or leave it, right? Just like me. I don't want any guy to look up to me. I want them to look him up to themselves, right? Don't look up to Andrew Tate. He's funny. He's a pretty cool guy. I know people that have met him. But at the end of the day, if Andrew Tate says something I disagree with, I'm not going to be like, I am disowning Andrew Tate because he said this. I'm like, no, bro. He's just a human being with a different belief set. Great. Have a nice day. Just, and that's the problem with young guys. They want a daddy. I'm like, no, you need to be your own daddy, <laughs> you know? And that's my perspective on that. That's the one issue, though, is when you start making money off these dudes, that you got to have some sort of responsibility for it. Uh, I definitely yeah, agree that, with, with That's a with big debate, points. too, now. Yeah. I definitely agree with your points. But if you're going to start, you know, taking funds from, from a lot of these dudes and you got to, you know, hold yourself to – a higher standard and then definitely every man's got to take care of themselves no doubt but you can't bitch and, and complain when they start attacking you because you, you've been taking their money like you you do i mean it's a transaction here right you know it, it is what it is mm -hmm. but you made you made a lot of points there very good um for one is uh the problem is i think for the most of the last, what, uh, since the church has, has been involved, the, the mm -hmm. average dude, the below average dude has been uh, placated with a wife through through the church establishment, through government, through mm -hmm. all these different things. I think uh, 
when when the the Pandora's box opened up, when the feminism got crazy, like Rolo says, when the birth control happened, when the we stopped shaming, you know, promiscuous uh, promiscuous people. Um, we're we're getting to the point now where a lot of society that usually is the backbone that does the freaking factory work, that does the nine to five, that does all the bullshit to keep things functioning. You know, they're going to start checking out and they have been, we've seen the studies, right? Where people aren't mm -hmm. fucking no more. People aren't losing their virginity mm -hmm. and that's going to be a societal program, right? Yes. You know, the tough guy impregnates 50 women has the harem in uh, the Ottoman empire, you know, Caesar mm -hmm. fucking Cleopatra. Well, he had the, the, the wife's back home. I mean, yeah, it's human nature, you know, et cetera. You know, the, the top dog can take what he wants, but we're going to reach this point, bro. So I hope the AI and the, the sex bots can can satisfy these people, but it's going to be a tipping point. And the, the black pill people, they talk about this kind of idea, you know, mm -hmm. no sex, no work, you know, no taxes. That's an issue. That's coming, you know. And I have another point. Do you want to comment on that or no? Uh, uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think we agree on that, yeah. Passport bros, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. So obviously, I travel. I've been been all mm -hmm. around. I wouldn't consider myself a passport bro because I get paid in foreign currency. So I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of passport bros are taking the U.S. money and you know go living like a king mm -hmm. for a month to try to find their wifey, maybe bring her back. But I was thinking about mm -hmm. this when I had a discussion on one of your tweets with someone, and I'm like, damn. So nowadays with this phone, a woman can you know leverage her sexual market value. To the whole world, from the comfort of her bed, you know, whether it's the OnlyFans, whether it's uh, mm -hmm. dating someone outside of her city, whether it's going to Miami or Dubai. I met a lot of girls in, in Europe who have been on Mediterranean yachts through social media, right? Or sugar daddy mm -hmm. websites. But all of a sudden, dudes realize that they can, you know, geo-arbitrage. And that's not even about women. That's, you know, a nomad concept where your money goes mm -hmm. further somewhere else, right? right? They can go leave everything their home, their family, you know, all their safety, go, you know, a different foreign language, new environment. A lot of places are dangerous, right? USA mm -hmm. is very dangerous compared to, to many places in the world, just uh, FYI. But, uh, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, the, these dudes that take this massive risk to try to get some of that leverage as the woman does on the phone should be vilified, castrated, thrown in jail. Mm -hmm. Make it yeah. make fucking sense, especially if these dudes are not dating any of these women in uh, the West. Why hate on them? Yeah. What is, what could possibly be the reason? I know the reason, but what do you think? Okay, so part of the of fem uh, of the feminine psychology, like biology, is that men, when we beat someone down, right, we know when to stop, right. When we're in a fight, um, we know when to stop beating the other guy down, right. Women, you know, through their own way, they don't they don't stop when you're down they stop until you're nothing right so they don't know how to let this stuff go so instead of the just greatest being like, eugenicist oh. in the world the greatest survival of the fit to make the best genes possible for mankind are women and i appreciate yeah, them so, for that they are eliminating the weak yeah i mean that's they we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that that's just innate to their psychology they have to be like that right um but the problem is today is that not a lot of women really care about passport bros. Most of them are just like, whatever, you know, but the ones online that are online that are complaining about this stuff. The problem is, is that they, there's two things. Like there's a hypergamous filter, right? And women 
constantly brag about how good their hypergamous filter. Like I only like guys with six figures, six feet tall, blah blah. But that, that's BS. You know, they they have sex with scumbags all the time and losers all the time, right? So when they see a guy who they you know like a normal guy going overseas and having like all these hot Colombian women around him, right? It it sparks like that intersexual competition, right? Also, it lets them believe, you know, like man, this guy maybe my hypergamous filter wasn't as good. Maybe this guy really really did have it, and I was just, you know, I don't know what, a, what I don't know how to choose a guy anymore, right? That could be it too. And also, a lot of women just um, they don't like men. They just don't like men that much. There's that too. I just think it's like a jealousy. Like a, a lot of times, like like for example, I remember Patrice O'Neill that joke where he's like. We don't like you. We don't like women. Like he went on, even went on the news on a, on a Good Morning America show, I think it was, and he said, "Yeah, we, we don't like you guys so much." And he's like, "No guy's ever said, you know what would make this party even better if my girl was here, right?" And everyone laughed. That was such a good joke because women see us, you know, as a commodity, like whatever. So when we leave the country and they see us having fun. It's that same dynamic where, uh, you know, why is, why is he having fun? That's unsafe. You know, it's like that nanny overprotective neurotic thing, you know, of American mother. That's very common in American mothers. They pass it on to their daughters. And when they see men having fun and, and, and doing crazy things overseas, they get that neuroticism that their mothers pass down to them. You know, and I think that's what it is. I think it's just passed down from American mothers because American mothers are very neurotic, very controlling, helicopter parents. They give it to their daughters. Their daughters control their husbands, and they want to control all the men. Control freak fantasies that they have. That's that's my theory. I was lucky not to experience that because my dad uh, wasn't uh, about being the thumb, you know, underneath the thumb. And we see it on the TV shows like uh, Modern Family. You know, Phil mm-hmm. was a total dork. You know, all the all the weak men on the on the shows. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna wrap it up and bring it back to the point about the ideology because I can speak on it because I've lived in many different countries, traveled a lot of different places, and seen political atmospheres and what what happens and like we talked about women live in a lot of collectivism right oh you know let, mm-hmm. let, let's share until the stakes get high right we talked about how men mm-hmm. live in uh, merit and hierarchy and you know you know fight or flight and, and, and so forth so i view the anger from uh this passport bro thing and so forth is uh the woman are are showing their their true nature like the socialists do in venezuela you know, like the, the Soviet mm. Union, the Bolsheviks did uh, taking over Eastern Europe, you know, leaving them the shit is, you know, when the when the fantasy starts uh, crumbling uh, around you and you realize like, fuck, I need to take care of myself and my family and I need as much as I can possibly. And and now that everything isn't, you know, free loving and we have all these different resources, you get selfish quick. Right. Like the models yeah. in Milano. Fuck my friend. Yeah. I got a crazy story. I'm going to tell you after this about two models that I was with in Milano Maritima. And this mm-hmm. story will make you be like, oh, blow your mind. But that this is the point, is that it's all fun and games until shit starts affecting you, right? And with women, their collectivism, mm-hmm. their socialistic uh, nature, nature, it turns into freaking psychopath. Savage. When they, they start lo- yeah. Savage shit when they start losing mm-hmm. a little power or a little of their resources, right? But, and that's what I do. Look at look how they talk. Yeah, just look at how they talk to women about other countries. Like, oh, you're going to take advantage of those poor, yeah. un- uneducated poor women. I'm like, there's a lot of smart women in Latin America. There's genius women in Asia. There's genius women in, in Europe. Like, some of those women are smarter, more classy. And, and you know, another thing, another thing I've heard from, because I grew up in Latin America, so I know. Like, I, I 
can speak on this. A lot of my female friends and, and girls that, I, that I've known from outside the country, they say, I like American men because they're the most polite, respectful guys. They're so easy to date, you know, and the girls don't want to admit that here because they're held. American men are held to such a high standard for their behavior that when they go overseas, right, obviously a lot of women take advantage of them. You know, it's just the way it is. But the ones that don't and actually date the American men, they're like, man, this is so easy because he's just so nice and 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 um, just better, a higher standard for his behavior. And I, like the girls back home, they don't know this. They don't know this. They think that men are just like some kind of like taking advantage of these women. I'm like, no, it goes both ways. And just like here, men and women take advantage of each other, just like everywhere else. It's normal. It's part of the dance. Like, get over it. You know, you're not that special machoism is huge in Latin America. You see it all the time in yeah. Brazil. These dudes are freaking reckless with it, 100%. And majority mm -hmm. of the girls I date in Brazil are either a doctor, a lawyer, have money. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the list goes on that are more qualified than many of the marketing managers in, in, in the USA. But mm -hmm. that's the point, what they do in the USA. They bring these men as far as they can down to, to, to put in as less work as possible to get, uh, if they're a six, to be with a, a nine, right? That's what the fuck the socialists do, right? That's what that the mm -hmm. ideology is all about, is put in as little work as possible and get as most as you can through everyone else, right? And that, that's mm -hmm. what I related to. And I have no sympathy for those ideologies because I've seen the people who have suffered from it. I, I've seen the aftermath of their buildings and they're crumbling and what the fuck they go through. And they, they sell their woman for $20 a, a night. I mean, it's fucking disgusting what, what, what has happened to those places because of uh, so these ideologies. But anyways, that is my idea. I think feminism is the same thing as the, the socialism and, and so forth. So We'll see what happens. I'm not too worried. My life's going to be good either way. I think you'll be doing good too, yeah. Nuke. I appreciate you coming on. It was good to meet yeah. a little Twitter uh, friend. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on, man. It's an honor. Tell uh, some of those Rule Zero guys uh, next time I'm in Europe. I know a couple of them are over there. That let, let's get together. I'm going to show them in field shit. I like Troy, Troy Francis. He actually yeah, I just talked to him. with Tom Torero. Yeah, I uh, I just talked to him yesterday, day before yesterday. I did a show with him, so I talked to him. Cool yeah, guy, very down to earth. I, He's in Miami right now. Do you have anything to pitch or sell, or just follow your accounts? Yeah, just follow me on my, my Twitter, guys. I also have a YouTube. YouTube, yeah, I can hear you. Um, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Galio Nuclear. Same thing with YouTube and um, my Instagram as well, Nuclear Galio. Um, I I uh, stream a couple days a week, um, and yeah, it. Come on down. Have a have a look at my content. If it's for you, go ahead and like and subscribe. All right, everyone else, live bold. Ciao, ciao.